This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. This week, we are back on the topic of fitness, food, and weight training with Alexis Jean, pro fitness model and online health coach. Thanks so much for being here again today. Thank you for having me again. In our previous segment, we talked about eating right for weight loss and working out to get fit and stay fit. I find that most people think that working out is like the only way to lose weight and working out a lot is the only way that you're going to see the results that we all want. But we both agree that it kind of starts with what you're eating. So above all else, I feel like having a healthy relationship with food and your diet is the best place to start. Do you agree with that? 100%. I definitely do. Um, having a healthy relationship with food is it's hard to develop, um, but if you have somebody to kind of put you in the right direction, I, I believe that you can get there easily. And when it comes to having a healthy relationship, because I love food and I know you do too, and we all love eating because it's it, it, we need food to sustain us. But when we say healthy relationship, let's really focus on what is a healthy relationship with food. Um, see, I went through a lot after competing and I had to learn how to have a healthy relationship with food. Um, so I ended up taking a program, a free program, um, and it taught me a lot about developing a healthy relationship with food and what that looks like. And basically, when you stress yourself out, like let's say you're having a meal that maybe you think you shouldn't be having you're starting to stress your body out. And what happens is, is your body, um, your cholesterol levels rise, your cortisol levels rise, sorry, your cortisol levels, which causes you to store fat and hold water. Um, and sometimes we get stomach aches, we get bloated, and it's all from the feelings of having anxiety around that meal. Um, so the best thing you can do for your own body is if you're having a meal to just enjoy it move on and let it go. And that's one thing that I had to learn personally. And I, I think that a lot of people are in the same situation and we all hear about, you know, cortisol. Let's be clear. Cortisol is something that we need, but when it's constantly elevated in our bodies, that's when things start to go haywire. And eating food that isn't always healthy for you is not exactly and not always unhealthy because sometimes it depends on the setting that we're eating it in. So for in a social setting, you know, you want to be able to enjoy yourself. It's when it becomes the binge eating that it becomes a little less healthy for your body. So let's talk about binge eating. Um, yeah, I went through this a lot with the binge eating and binge eating can be caused from being stressed or overwhelmed. It can be caused from starving yourself. So if you're not eating enough, your body is going to crave sugars. It's going to crave all the bad foods. And then once you put that in your body, it's like you can't stop. You want to keep eating it. And unfortunately, that happens a lot as well in the competition world because we go so long without those foods that our body is craving so much. So we end up eating so much of it and actually making ourselves sick. Um, so this is a major issue that I see a lot of because women think that, you know, women, maybe some men go through this as well, but I specialize with women and we starve our bodies 
So we end up going, you know, a week, two weeks on a steady diet plan. And then we're like, oh my God, I, I need this treat. I need this chocolate. And we end up overeating and making ourselves sick, right? So that's the biggest issue that I see is starving the body and not giving the right nutrients that it needs. And then it causes all this this roller coaster of emotions of wanting to eat all this food. And so binge eating actually leads to other issues because it can lead to people becoming bulimic and anorexic where you go for days and days and days without eating, then you overeat and then you feel like you have to get rid of it because the guilt sets in. And these are one of the things that we want to avoid because we want to be able to eat every day your healthy foods and allow for treats during the day as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, when I was younger, I was about 17. I think I told you last time I went into the modeling industry and I was addicted to laxatives for a full year um, and it almost put me in the hospital. So I did go through quite a bit um, on my end when I didn't know the proper ways to fuel my body. You know, I would starve myself, do hours of cardio a day, not work out properly, wanted to be that, you know, super skinny person because that's what the modeling industry wanted. Um, And I would starve myself. And then if I had a meal that I felt I shouldn't have been having, I would take those laxatives and flush it out the next day. And that would be my answer. That would make me feel better. Well, if I ate this, I'm just flushing it out anyways. You know, and it's a terrible mindset to get to, but a lot of us go through it. And it's, it's really, really sad because, you know, I think social media has ruined a lot of things for mental health wise, I find, because a lot of women, you know, look at other women um, and they're like, oh, I really want to look like this. I, you know, and unfortunately, there's so many pictures on social media that are highly filtered, touched up, and they don't really look like that in person um, or they could be in prep. And that's one thing that I had to learn as well, looking at other women on Instagram, I can actually pinpoint who is in prep and who is not, if that makes sense, because I've learned so much. So I can actually look at a girl and be like, wow, she looks amazing. It's definitely not sustainable. Right. And, and you can't wish to look like somebody else. I mean, we all do, but genetically we're all different. And that's one thing that I think a lot of us don't think about, right? Because I'm built differently, you're built differently. You know, you couldn't look like me and I couldn't look like you. We can just mold our bodies to how we want to look. I agree with that. And I feel like even in my own practice, because I treat a lot of women, young girls, and genetically, some of us are not as flexible as others. Um, Some of us, our muscles can't ever get to a certain size. We maybe can't ever lift the same amount of weight as the next person. So it really is our genetics. And I'm curious about your program. So when you're looking, when you're taking on a client and they want, they say to you, I want to be like so-and-so, is it actually a conversation that you have where you say, let's focus on what's going to work for your body, your body type and your long-term goals? I do. I do like to see what people's mindsets are. So I have said to my clients, like, show me an ideal body type that you want. And I've had women send me pictures of actually pretty muscular chicks, which is kind of cool. So that's been a really cool thing. 
And I like when they send me pictures like that and not of super, super skinny girls, right? It makes me happy because then I know that they're kind of leaning towards the right mindset. Like they want to eat, they want to build a certain type of physique. And it gives me an idea of where their mind is at. But I've always drilled it into them that we are all genetically different. So, you know, I always have conversations like that with them if they if they feel down about themselves. Like I've had women say to me, you know, I wish I looked like you. It's nice. It's a really nice compliment. But unfortunately, I'm built differently. Um, I tend to hold my fat in my lower body. I don't have great genetics because of my dad. (laughs) We all hold a lot of weight in our lower bodies. And I get that, you know, from my grandmother and all that. So that part kind of sucks. And there's and there's women out there that, you know, the weight just falls off and they can build muscle super easily. And some people are just genetic, genetic freaks, we call them basically in the fitness industry. They're just, you know, incredible. But unfortunately, they're far and few between. And it makes sense to say that, you know, we all we are all different, but yet physiologically, we all need the same types of things in order to achieve our goals. So we need the commitment. We need the proper nutrients to fuel our bodies and to burn those calories. As much as some of us are burning calories at a different rate than others, it also depends on how we're fueling our bodies. And I know we spoke about this in our last segment, but I always like to remind people and listeners that, you know, Different stages are going to require different calorie restrictions, but your plan is not about restricting calories. It's about fueling your body. It is. I Like I said before, I always start people at a higher caloric, um, that's a proper word I'm looking for. They're, I start them off at higher calories to give them a chance to learn how to eat properly. And then we slowly cut them down. It just depends on people's goals, right? Because Usually it takes them a few weeks to get used to the amount of food that they're eating, you know, because they haven't eaten that much food and they thought that they were eating enough, but really they weren't. Um, So I'm giving them a lot of food to start off with. And then we slowly start to cut them down and cut them down. I do go into a caloric deficit, but not for long. So we don't stick there too long because it's not sustainable. Um, I bring them down, I get them to the point where they're super happy with their body. Maybe they want to maintain that for a little bit, or maybe they want to start building. So then I start to slowly increase the food back up. I just do it in very small stages. Um, and the reason I do that is because if a, if a person loses weight too quickly, then they they tend to put it back on if they don't stick to the plan, right? Mm. And is that one of the reasons why people or individuals who are restricting calories for too long don't see the results and don't lose any weight. Like I know, you know, some clients who are trying to lose weight, definitely not eating enough and they haven't lost an ounce because it's not enough food. Yeah, that that's that's the biggest issue, you know, because we're people are starving themselves and their body stores fat because it goes into a protection mode, almost like a survival mode. And it's like, what are you doing to me? I need to eat. And that's the biggest problem. So I see that a lot. And and I tend to try and stay away from the scale myself. Like I do have a client in the States right now who's only down six pounds, but she's down 24 inches. And her body has changed so much. And I've completely changed her mindset. Like she does not care about the scale anymore. 
She's super happy because she's fitting into clothes that she's never worn before. And her confidence is going way up. So that's that's my goal is to get people's mindset to change because the scale is not what defines us. And if you measure yourself, that's more that's more of the truth. That's mm-hmm. fat loss. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a really, really valid point. And I think it will resonate with a lot of women and anyone actually trying to lose weight. It's really about how your body changes. It's not about the scale because one day you're retaining more water than the next. Muscle weighs more than fat. These are important points. That's actually a false claim. Muscle and muscle and fat actually weigh the same. Muscle is just more dense. There's more density but they actually they actually weigh the same cuz a pound is a pound right very good point okay see that listeners so muscle and fat weigh the same but you want to have the you want to have more density so you want to have more muscle and this way your body looks different what i find interesting is you know in my own office i have these you know pictures up on the wall of the muscular system so all the muscles and you can see them And if we look at that, you realize that our bodies all generally look the same depending on how long our bones are and our skeleton. And it's all the fat around it that creates different shapes. So when we're working out, you're working out body parts that are going to help to define and reshape the body. So let's say I came to you and I said, I really want to have nice defined shoulders. Are you giving me specific exercises that are going to help develop that? Yes, exactly. So I I actually love shoulders. I'm so glad you said that. That's like my favorite (laughs) um, muscle to work. And yes, 100%. You'd have totally all these different shoulder exercises. um, But my program is based around all the muscles, right? So I want to work every muscle in your body. And your body is going to change as we progress. And you will get definition everywhere. It just depends on your body and your body type, Mm -hmm. right? So when we're in the weight loss stage, so we're losing the weight and we're also reshaping the body through the exercise. So weight loss is weight loss. We can't specify because I get this question a lot. So you can't ask your body to lose weight wherever you think you need it. It just kind of falls off. Yeah. And then you shape the body by working out all the muscles. Exactly. And that's the thing is I've had so many clients come to me and they're like, I want to get rid of my muffin top. I he- I've heard that many times. <laughs> I want to, you know, get rid of this belly that I have. And, you know, unfortunately, it's just you cannot pinpoint where it's going to fall off. It's going to fall off everywhere. And, you know, you just have to give it time and have patience. And that's really all it comes down to. But your body will change everywhere, which is a positive thing. When we come back, the benefits of fitness competition. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 105.9 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Alexis and I were discussing creating healthy relationships with food. Alexis, you are a pro fitness model and you compete. What are some of the benefits of competitions? Oh, boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, to be honest with you, when I talk about competing out loud, it doesn't sound like there's any benefits to it. So I don't know if I could swing a positive on this or not. But um, it's very exciting to step on stage to know that you achieved that goal and that you made it to the stage. Um, when I competed, I did it uh, in the middle of a global pandemic. So I stepped on stage in 2020, which was a huge accomplishment for me. It's very exciting. But when you say it out loud that you put your body through so much trauma, I call it, um, just to step on stage for 30 seconds for a trophy, it's really hard to put a positive swing <laughs> on that. <laughs> but you did do it. And even though it was only a 30, 30 seconds, it was everything that led up to it. It was proving to yourself because I know I've spoken to people who you who work with you and um you know they say that it's just about your mindset how you teach people so whatever's in your own mind you're actually teaching your clients the commitment the perseverance the commitment the perseverance for sure and it you have to have so much drive and I think my favorite thing about competing is I've learned something about myself with every single prep that I've done um, it's, it's hard to explain, but you're putting your body through so much. I, I want to say trauma because it's the very unhealthy state, um, to get to, to put yourself on stage and you're putting yourself through so much and you're pushing through every day, no matter how tired you are, no matter what life is throwing at you, you know, any negatives that, you know, your negative things that you're going through. And I'm a mom of two. So I'm looking after, you know, a five and a seven year old. And I'm also married. So I look after my husband, make him lunches every day when he goes to work, do my thing, you know, um, run my own business and doing and doing a prep. It's it's very difficult, but I pushed through every single day, no matter what. I never use excuses. And I learned so much about myself. So there are, I mean, those are the positives. You learn a lot about yourself. It's just very, very hard on your body. I'm taking a long break from competing um, just to get my mental health in order as well. You know, taking that break that's needed mm -hmm. and it's, before I step on stage. It's great that you actually recognize that. And I feel like that's probably why people want to turn to you to train them and to get them fit because you have had the experience, you've been down different roads and you understand and you're listening to your body. And those are things that you're trying to teach your clients. So you mentioned that you did a competition during the pandemic in, in 2020. How did COVID affect your fitness journey? Because a lot of people ended up, you know, unhealthy during COVID because there was a lack of, you know, gym. How did it affect your journey? Um, well, basically, the pandemic to me was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, personally, I was in a really bad situation at the gym. I was bullied and went through my own issues at the gym itself. Um, so being removed from that atmosphere was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I was able to do my own thing. I was able to grow and learn about myself and really push through. My dad made homemade gym equipment for me out of heavy steel. And I've never gone back to the gym since because I've got everything at home. I don't need to go to a gym. And I I pushed through every day. Like it just, it was a different, 
it was a different environment for me. So I think, you know, it was nice. Everything was quiet. Their roads were clear, you know, everything was quiet. So to me, it was it was the best thing ever for my mindset. Like I went through some issues in the very beginning. I was scared because of the unknown. You know, the pandemic was scary in the beginning. But once I got over that little hump, I was able to really focus on myself. And I feel like that's the lesson that a lot of people took from COVID. And we're trying to extend that into this new um, this new world that we're living in, you know, this post-COVID world. If anyone is looking to compete and they reach out to you, are you advising them to get into competition mode right away? Or do you advise them to let's get healthy, let's lose the weight that you want, and then we can regroup and decide how we're going to face competition? It depends on their mindset alone. So I do have a client uh, right now. She's actually a family member. Um, I actually met her recently, which is crazy, but she just came into my life and she's always wanted to step on stage. Um, but her mindset is not there. So we're focusing on losing the weight first, making sure that she's okay mentally and get her to a point where, you know, she's super happy with herself. And then talk about competing later on. I don't recommend rushing into it um, because competing alone can really mess with your mental health. So I would rather somebody be strong mentally, physically, everything before they decide to step on stage. If a person comes to me that's very confident in who they are and they're just a very competitive person and this is something that they really want to do, then for sure, like I'm never going to deter somebody from stepping on stage ever. When it comes to, I want to, I, I meant to ask this question earlier um, about, you know, the amount of food. So let's say I wanted to work with you and I want to lose, I don't know, let's say 10 pounds. If it's only 10 pounds, am I on the same plan as somebody who wants to lose 30, 40, or 50 pounds? Not necessarily, because it depends on your age. It depends on your height. Um, it depends on how active you are. Um, you know, all those things come into play. Um, but, you know, I always say, like, let's not focus on the pounds. I always say that to people. So even if it's 10 pounds, 5 pounds, I'd rather you just focus on the inches lost mm -hmm. coming to me um, because you could lose five pounds like my other client in the States and look completely different. And so your, you know, your programs, a lot of you, you have in person. I know you're doing the in-person stuff, but you know, you're doing online um, fitness. So how does that work? So let's say I'm your client and you, you know, you mentioned you have clients in the U.S. So how does that work? How are you keeping track of me and vice versa? So I have a free app that I work with my clients on. It's called FitLog and I design all their meal plans, their workout plans. Um, I can do their check in. So every time they send me their photos, their measurements, if they feel comfortable with standing on the scale, they send me their weight and they send that to me every single week and it sends me a notification and I'm able to compare um, week to week and how they're doing. So the app really helps me stay on track with all of my clients. And I do have a challenge coming up that I just started advertising for. Um, it's 12 weeks and they will get several different meal plans several different workout plans and the winner with the most inches lost 
will win six weeks free with me. So what if, that's amazing. Actually, that's really great. But what if somebody is shy? So they're sharing this information with other people in the group? No. So this is completely confidential and private. They have their own profile and the only person that can access their profile is me. Excellent. Because I know a lot of people are very uncomfortable about sharing certain things. And yeah, no, it's it's not a group. It's just an app and you download it on your phone. You register with your email. And the only person that has I have the only person that has access is me. So none of their personal information is being accessed at all by anybody. If they're comfortable with me posting a picture of them on social media, I always ask first before posting. And if they want something over their face, then that's what I do as well. I'm always like super respectful of people's privacy. And so tell me again about this. When does this challenge start and how long is it? I'm doing it October 24th. It's 12 weeks and it's completely online. Um, So a person will get uh, a 30 minute coaching call every week um, just to go over how they're doing, help them through anything that maybe they're struggling with. They will get meal plans, workout plans, online support, weekly check-ins, and it's 12 weeks. That's amazing. And then the winner of that gets six weeks with you? Six weeks free. Wow, that's a great incentive. Yeah. And so how do we join? So basically just reach out. Um, as long as you're, you know, you're okay with everything, we'll get you signed up and and away we go. I'm looking for five dedicated people. So it's, I'm not looking for a big, massive amount of people. I just want to focus on a small group. That sounds amazing. Before we sign off today, if um, somebody wants to start a fitness journey with you, what is your recommendation? How should they start? And do you have any last words for listeners who might be, you know, wanting to turn their lives around? Well, it's never too late, no matter what age you are. And I've had a lot of people come to me, you know, even in my classes where they're, you know, they don't want to come to class because they feel intimidated because there might be other people that are in better shape or anything like that. Um, it's not about that with me. Like we're a family here and everyone's super supportive of each other. Um, so it's never too late to start. And if you want to start, just, you know, send me a message. I'm here to talk and tell me about your story and we can we can go from there. Just take it one step at a time. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. And if listeners want to do that, let us all know how they can find you. Yep. It, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Alexis And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.